0: This is For Fox Sake. Hello and
1: welcome to For Fox Sake, episode 112. My name is Pete Selby and uh, Rob Hayes is down the end of technology lines in For Fox Sake HQ2. Hello, Rob. All right?
0: Yes, good. Thank you, Pete. How are you?
1: I am tip top. I am absolutely fine. Uh, And all is good in the Leicester City Rose Garden. Everything's rosy. It's all in bloom. Um, Going well, isn't it? We've won a couple of games of football, haven't we? It always helps. It always helps. No matter how well your club's doing in terms of uh, finance, stadium, off-the-field problems, on-the-field but whatever, a couple of wins always sorts things out. You know, you might be arguing about formation and the style of play and what kit they're wearing, all sorts of bits and bobs and nonsense. But if they are winning games, it pretty much sorts everything out, and that's pretty much what's happening at Leicester. Um it was always going to be a period of time where Brendan Rodgers is going to be looking at players, changing formation and, and and just searching for maybe the right way to go about things next season but also finding out more about the players in the first team squad. But I think in the last few games he he really has found out an awful lot more. We mentioned the game against Watford how it summed up our season, and if Brendan Rogers needed to see anything about Leicester City this year, it was what happened at Watford. But then you've got the good side, along with still you know, a few minor points, which you're going to have in football are in our previous two games, the Fulham victory and the win at Burnley. Uh, well, there's plenty to cover. There's those two. I've got Jamie Vardy getting 100 goals for the club. We've got the players going away to Thailand for... The cremation of uh, V. We've got an international break. Uh, we've got Big Wes Morgan signing a new contract. So there's plenty to discuss. Um, I tell you what we'll do. A bit of a left field. Um, we'll start with Wes. Let's start with Big Wes Morgan. Why not? Um, we've championed Wes always on this podcast. I completely understand why people think that they should be better options. In our centre-half position, which is now pretty much 100% of the supporters. But this is for the last couple of years. I've been a big fan of Wes being the Leicester City centre-half and then having a player alongside him up until pretty much until he was dropped around, say, Christmas, early New Year. Now it's quite obvious to everyone that we have moved on, but Wes plays an important role. If we needed any proof of that, it happened at the weekend. And we were saying it's a re- a really imperative that Leicester sign him up for another year because he can play in cup competitions, he can come off the bench, he's still the leader, he's still well respected by all the players and the staff and more than likely now, I feel, he'll have another season after signing this one-year contract and he will probably retire. I don't think he will drop down a league. I think if he didn't sign his contract with Leicester, he might have dropped back, maybe go back to Forest or somewhere, but... I think this might be his last
0: year of football. I think it's an absolute no-brainer and it's it's just good news all round. I can't believe he wasn't tempted to return to Forest this summer and team up with Johan ben Loan again. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I completely agree, Pete. Wes Morgan is, um, has epitomised everything that Leicester City have stood for and achieved in the last few years. His leadership uh, on and off the pitch is, is fantastic. He... Keeps together a squad of players in a in a way that that few others could do in the way of a captain, really. Um, whether Puel was ever going to offer him a new contract or not, or I don't know. Um, but Brendan Rodgers has identified how he can keep players happy, fans happy, and everybody happy. Basically, is coming. He's put an arm round Vardy and made him feel wanted again. And we've seen uh, the fruits of that labour straight away. And he's gone, right, Okay, who's the leader in the dressing room? Right, it's Wes Morgan. Oh, his contract's up in the summer. No, it's not. Let's give him another one. Um, It makes sense for the continuity. Why would you change the leadership of the team in terms of the management as uh, Brendan Rodgers has been employed to do? Uh, and also change the, the leader amongst the players as well. If you change both of those leaders, you've got no continuity there and you run the risk of upsetting several apple carts. He's come in, put an arm around Vardy, said, Wes, you're still the boss in that dressing room and it's happy days for everybody. Wes Morgan is now well aware that he's not a first choice centre-back for Leicester City. But as you said, Pete, he proved absolutely everything, not not just with the goal Um, at the end against Burnley but his performance in general he was excellent at the back it was just a proper Wes Morgan performance and you knew that when Maguire got sent off in in the fourth minute you knew that you had the club captain on the bench to rely upon to bring on and do the job and he did the job absolutely brilliantly and to top it all off on his 700th career appearance he bags the 90th minute winner I mean, if anything... Is more deserving of a of a contract extension. I I beg you to show me it. And you have to remember,
1: our centre half options are a plenty with Maguire and Johnny Evans. The first choice partnership. If they're going to play that way, if they're going to play three, uh, so Chuyu and 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 Benkovic, you have to really throw into the mix now. And 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 then where's Morgan? We have five very capable centre halves. How Brendan's going to work that, not entirely sure. How he's going to please everyone, again, not entirely sure. If you're um, entry for a a start, he's not really being given a a look-in at the moment by Brendan Rodgers. This is a guy who cost £18 million. Yes, he's still young and he can progress, but you just wonder how long he's going to sit and wait for that chance. There's no... um, I don't think there's going to be a problem there. It's just with a new manager, he's going to take a look over the summer and you never know, might really fancy him and he might be starting on the first day of next season. We'll just have to wait and find out. But back to that? it's just an absolute no-brainer. Uh, the easiest decision to make. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really good news and he scored the winner against Burnley. And Maguire getting sent off. Imagine, imagine if it was Morgan who was playing and Morgan got sent off in that manner, there would have been absolute uproar. <laughs> and um, and then Maguire, say, so comes on and scores the winner. It, it, you know, you can imagine, but uh, it was an obvious red card. Unfortunately, Maguire, he's not the fastest player in the world. Sometimes these happen. Uh, these things in football happen. You can get called out of position and you know took back of a shirt. It, it, it's just the way it is. A good free kick by Madison... An equaliser, and then, um, but for Burnley, and, and, and a last minute winner. What's not to like?
0: Yeah, Madison. Um, he was on football focus, but about a month or two ago, practicing his free kicks with. I think it was Stephen Warnock of all people who went to the to Beaver Drive and practice with him. But he spends an awful lot of time perfecting that technique. And although it wasn't exactly right in the postage stamp, it was pretty much as good as difficult to get the ball up and over the wall and back down from as close to the penalty area as he was and obviously Tom Heaton was unsighted by the wall and a couple of Leicester players in it but great technique from Madison lovely gesture as well I know he got booked for it It was nice to see Michael Oliver so um so what's the word so sort of Receptive, and... yeah, he was. He was just genuine, wasn't he? He knew exactly what was going on, uh, and Madison knew that he needed to get booked for it. But I think that was dealt with really, really well, um, and with a bit, quite a lot of dignity, actually, by both parties there. But yeah, great free kick from Madison, um, and then another assist for Tielemans. I know the cross took a little bit of a deflection, but what? Um, I'd like to take the conversation that way next, Pete. We've talked about him already as being possibly a fantastic signing in the centre of midfield. We've seen evidence now from two more games um, of that. He's uh, he's just brilliant for a 21-year-old to have as much quality and composure as he's got in the middle of the park. I can't wait until he's fully up to speed with the Premier League and he can put in 90 minutes and and get up and down because I think he'll be even better. I still think there's a lot more to come, which is absolutely frightening I agree. He's he's um he's apparently been working overtime in the gym.
1: Rodgers has brought in a new training regime of more high intensity training. He doesn't think the players are quite fit enough. We've noticed the likes of Madison coming off all the time. It's 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 going to be interesting. Tilliman's you know similar as well. It I I I can't wait. It, it is very exciting. It is very exciting. These young players developing all the time, and now they have a manager. Who not only can, and we're going to have to stop kind of referring to this, or I am at least, communicate with the players an awful lot better than Puel do because it's it's got to the point where we shouldn't really be talking about Puel. We've moved on. It's now the Rogers regime, but because we are still in this season, it obviously won't happen next season. But the likes of Madison, the likes of Tilling's. Well, especially Madison and other players, they can they can now understand what the manager clearly wants them to do. And 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 it sounds like there's been a real fresh change and fresh mentality in the side. And it's it's really perked up an awful lot of players and it's sparked a few into life. And there's a few rumours and words coming out of the training ground regarding extra training, players staying behind, not even one or two, but huge groups of them to try and get fit and to try and keep their place in the side already, which is fantastic news because I think there's, there's still plenty of changes to come, whether it's in formation or style of play, etc. um We are still kind of just going through the motions of adjusting and also just getting through to the end of the season. It, it's just super exciting all round for Leicester fans and, and, and also for the wider football public as well, who'll be watching Leicester and seeing all these young players. And if you're a big team, you were looking maybe to pick one or two off. But again, the most exciting side easily outside of the top six.
0: Yeah, I'd have to completely agree with that. And I think the thing about the the communication as well, it's a it's a game plan that's working better for Leicester. And he's not really changed an awful lot. Obviously, we started with three at the back in uh, the first game in charge uh, away at Watford but he's reverted back to exactly the same starting eleven as you would expect Claude Puel to pick. And I know I get your point about not talking about him, but we are early doors with um, with Rodgers, and, and you can't help but draw comparisons to the regime that was in control for most of this season. Um, same personnel, similar formation... Although, indeed, he tends to sit now and Tielemans is playing up a little bit higher with Madison where possible. But the thing that's been most noticeably different is Leicester's high press. We're trying to win the ball back in the opposition half, which means that we don't then get stuck with the problem of trying to find a way to play through teams. You know, under Claude Puel, um, Vardy would be the only person in the opposition's half a lot of the time and we would let them play right up to the halfway line before anybody showed any intention of, of pressing them. You win the ball back then in your own third or the middle third, you've still got to play your way through the pitch um, to to have any chance of breaking a team down. Right, I know Fulham aren't a great team, but um, obviously I, I, I watched the Fulham game in quite a lot of detail because I was there and, and providing them the audio description commentary as we do at the King Power. Um, And I was just watching, because I'd identified that tactic, I was just watching how much we pressed. And we won the ball back so high. You're talking 15, 20 yards into the Fulham half. Instantly, that puts them on the back foot. Instantly, that means that you've taken six or seven of their players out of the game. And you just then got to get past perhaps a midfielder or two and the defenders. And... And we've now got, in Tielemans, a man who can pick a pass. And, uh, and giving getting Madison the ball in behind their midfield was a real bonus as well. So th- th- that slight tweak, it's still a focus on um, good technical football because we played some beautiful stuff, some really nice one-touch interplay where players were confident enough to give and go and, and trust each other. But the main difference is winning that, was was doing that in areas that are 20, 25 yards closer to the opposition goal. That makes the game an awful lot easier. But I think for the players to be able to execute that game plan for 90 minutes, they are, as you say, Pete, going to have to get fitter, especially the likes of Tielemans and Madison. We've always said Madison was a bit lightweight and perhaps isn't uh, fit enough to be explosive for 90 minutes. But look, there are no excuses um, in the modern game now. All of the support and the research and the specialists that are available to these players no excuse whatsoever why they shouldn't be able to go out there and put in an absolute shift for 90 minutes and I think they'll need to certainly next season once they've had a good pre-season with Rodgers to be able to uh, employ the high-pressing tactic that he seems to favour Yeah, I'm
1: agreeing with every word but uh, also the likes of say Jamie Vardy up top in that game before the change in managership, a lot of people were mentioning the, the lack of touches for Vardy, especially in and around the penalty area. But uh, you never questioned his work rate or questioned his attitude really on the field. It's it's always been exemplary. But this time, he, he just seems to be a bit more alert because he understands that when the ball is one in midfield or one with a, a higher press or one further up the field in one shape or form or another, he straight away he's looking for a pass because he knows that Telemans can find him he's found him already and Madison can slip him in because now he's been given license to or he's won the ball in a higher position where he can then deliver a first-time ball forward Vardy seems to be that Vardy of old where he's almost walking on glass in a way you know he's he's always on the toes of his feet he's he's always jig-jogging around the parade ring for a a horse racing term you know he's, he's he's on his toes he's ready to go he's, he's he's in the starting traps at all times and there's nobody else in the premier league who would really want running onto a a lovely through ball and he's found his goal scoring touch once again and he lost it really and now he's got 100 goals for the club rob it's um it's a landmark which uh, has been rarely passed in recent years and when i'm talking recent years i will Change that to decades actually. There's there's to reach a hundred goals for a club the size of Leicester without being a long term player, or unless you are in, let's say, a lower league progressing through the leagues, and you've had a number of decent seasons under your belt, to reach a hundred goals for the club and the majority of those we're in the Premier League, which I think now I'm trying to work out on top of my head. It's maybe fifty. I think actually probably a season's more he's been in the Premier League. It's a fantastic achievement for Jamie Vardy. So it's, it's a testament to himself and to his family and to the to the person he is and to the to the goal scorer that he is. It's a testament to his teammates. You have to say, um, including obviously Madison and Tillemans. but you go back to. The first one you'd mention would be probably Riyad Mahrez and, and Danny Drinkwater as well, these sort of players. Um, and the next target for him, really, and, and, and one which, because it is it is a landmark, and it's it's great that he's got it, and it's a personal landmark that everyone can be proud of, but there is one landmark for me which I would love him to get to. And a personal one, I, I think, and because I, on Sky, watch quite a lot of those... 100-goal programmes where for half an hour or 15 minutes, they show the majority of goals scored by player X to get to 100 or more in their career in the Premier League. There's a a great one on Heskey. Obviously, the first 30-odd goals are are for Leicester, so it's really good to see them. I would love to see Jamie Vardy's 100 Premier League goals. He's on, what, 76 or something now, 75 Um. I think he's definitely got it in him, definitely. But that's the next target for me. That would be for me more than scoring a hundred for Leicester.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that's not uh, that's inachievable for him. It's um, as you say that 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 would be uh, a fantastic milestone for him to hit a century of Premier League goals. It would really show the fact that he, albeit quite late in his career, became uh, or has become an elite striker. And you've got to say, one of the best strikers that Leicester City have ever had. If he, if he's in the 100 club, he's um, got a Premier League record in terms of consecutive games scored. in. he's got a Premier League winner's medal. Um, he played for England at a World Cup whilst he was a Leicester player. Just everything that he's achieved in a few short years at Leicester is, is, is incredible, really. And to top that off... Uh, the other weekend by getting 100 goals. It was interesting, actually, because Sky were... You know Sky are heavy on the Community Shield game, and they they count that amongst official records, and some other people do. So Sky were in that game saying that uh, Vardy was already on 99. So when he scored his first goal, I had to say on commentary, well, yeah, okay, if you're a Sky viewer, that's 100. But if you're a non-Sky viewer, i.e. the club, then that makes him on 99. Let's hope he scores another one this afternoon, just to put any confusion to bed. And everybody can be singing off the same hymn sheet and say he scored 100 goals. And there you have it. So, you know, if you count the Community Shield, if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, that's a proper game, which some people do, uh, then he's he's technically now on, um, on 101, which is even better. But you know what? Look, people are saying about his age and the fact that we need to be looking for... A long-term replacement, shall we say. Uh, And I think we definitely need to add to our strikers in the summer. And that's a conversation for later on in the year. But there's no reason why Jamie Vardy can't reach 100 Premier League goals for Leicester. And there's no reason why he can't score another... Do you know what? If he has a couple more good seasons, he could get somewhere near 150. It sounds a bit ridiculous when you're talking about a striker who's gone past the age of 30. But he will still score 15-ish goals, 20 goals a season. And if we're really pushing for the top seven as, as most of us want uh, and as most of us believe, including the new manager, then he's going to have to score quite a few goals, isn't he? And I don't see any reason why he can't do it. And especially, look, if you, t- if you get the whole team to press with him, and don't rely on him so much burning his engine for that you can reserve his energy for those off the back of off the uh, the back shoulder of the defender um 10 15 yard sprints to get himself in behind you can you can reserve enough energy for somebody who's in the 30s to do that absolutely certainly it's 70 what 74 league goals so you are looking at 26
1: goals if you're looking at what Jamie Vardy can do There's a distinct possibility he could easily bag three, four, five goals before the end of the season. Even possibly the six and then looking at 20. There's no reason that Vardy come Christmas time, not next season, the season after, could be on 100 goals in the Premier League. Uh, At the moment, if I just get my records in front of me, here we go. Jamie Vardy, he has moved into what seventh place on the all-time list now. Uh, with uh, 101 goals or 100 goals. Obviously, you just uh, explained why and uh, there was a little bit of uh, confusion there. The next is 103. That's Mr Lineker. Anyone heard of him? And then you've got uh, Arthur Lockhead from the 20s and 30s. hundred and fourteen. So again, these are all easily passable, especially if we're talking to getting 100 Premier League goals. 117 for Derek Hines in 4th. Um, Ernie Hind, one hundred and fifty-six, possibly just a little bit far away, and then of course you've got the Rowleys and the Chandlers in the late uh, two hundred. So there's there's no reason really that you're really he can't be moving, especially into fourth place, easily in the all-time list. That's probably where he would uh, he would remain. And we know how much we on the show like Jamie Vardy. There's no Leicester fan alive that doesn't like Jamie Vardy at all, and he's an he's a legitimate. Leicester legend and a hero to to all fans and, and, and fair play to him as well. He, he's done extremely well and whenever, and I hope it's not for an awful, awful long time, we like to talk about the players who leave the club or have been, for a while, uh, been there for a while, especially those who are part of the league winning side, but I think when Jamie Vardy eventually hangs up his boots, which is probably what's going to happen at Leicester, then we're going to have to have probably a double episode on the career of Jamie Vardy at Leicester City but he's still playing for us, don't worry about that and uh, hopefully he bags uh, plenty more this season let alone seasons to come so Vardy, 100 goals we've got a couple of wins under a bag we have a captain who has signed a new one year contract, now the players, it's international week uh, players in the England squad uh, Chilwell and Maguire there was no James Madison for me, I think that's absolutely fine, I don't Think, In my opinion, I don't think he's ready for international football yet um, at all. I think there's plenty of other players. People will say that hudson Adoy has been put into the England squad when he's not actually started a game. I I love all these young players getting into the England squad. Look at, look at the way that England have played for the last couple of years with Southgate and bringing these players in extremely young. I, I don't think it's a problem nowadays. hudson Adoy looks a real player, doesn't he? He looks the business and I think him not starting a Premier League game says more about Chelsea rather than himself. And um, But with Baddison, I, I just don't think he's ready yet and if he gets a call up, great, but if not not a problem, I don't think there's any problem there. Chilwell would be my still first choice left back. I think he's done nothing wrong for England. it would be interesting to see whether to play Maguire. He's not, um, you would say, not had the season he had last season and of course, the World Cup was exceptional for Maguire. Whether he starts or not, we'll have to wait and see. Plenty of other players going away on international duty. Um so your thoughts on on those two and also Madison as well with England before we move on what to what the other players will be doing.
0: Yeah, I think um I think Chilwell would possibly have been second choice left back behind Luke Shaw. Just um I, I think it's close between those two for the for the first choice left back role at the moment. Um, and I, I don't know, I th- I just think Luke Shaw's all-round game, certainly since Oli Gunnar Solskjaer came into Manchester United, would would have j- maybe just edged it in, in Gareth Southgate's eyes. But obviously Shaw's now withdrawn, so it's Chilwell versus Danny Rose, and I do not rate Danny Rose whatsoever. Um, so Chilwell to start left-back for me for England. Um, Maguire, I think, based on... Evidence from major competitions, etc. I think he's exactly the kind of player that Gareth Southgate wants playing in his defence, and I completely agree, Pete. I, I don't think by any means he's having a bad season, Harry Maguire, but he's not quite reached the heights that he did um, last season. You know, he's been caught out a couple of times. Um, obviously, we we talk about the merits of his ball playing ability. He brings the ball out of defence so well. And can pick a pass and really enables you to keep the ball well, but getting caught the wrong side. Um, obviously, he didn't mean to foul him in the in the Berlin game. He's, he's but he's he's been caught the wrong side, and you said you said yourself it happens. But uh, there's a couple more defensive errors creeping in than than perhaps you'd like. But I, I still think Southgate will say, look, he's been brilliant in an England shirt. He was a large part of our. Um, very near success in the summer, so I would imagine that he'll continue with, with Maguire. Um, the Madison one's an interesting one because I've spoken to quite a few Leicester fans about this since the squad was announced, and it's a real mixed bag. Some saying, well, yeah, look at him, most chances created by an English player in the Premier League, uh, this many assists, this many goals, that kind of stuff. Um, but I do actually agree with you, Pete. I don't think, if, if you're absolutely blowing after 60 minutes of a Premier League game, then you're not ready for international football. You're not ready to represent your country. Um, certainly, there's the fact that some that we've got qualifiers coming up. But then people would throw back the hudson Adoy argument and somebody did actually today, who I was speaking to, did say, well, look, if Madison surely got more... Uh, merits more of a place than Hudson-Odoi but I think you've got to look at who is in the under-21s at the time when players withdraw from the squad because it's quite rare that they would call somebody up out of the blue you know these players are already called up to the England under-21 squad and if you were looking in that 21 squad and you're thinking right okay I need a player that's actually going to be worth my while to have in my squad so that if I need to inject a different kind of element to the game or a bit more pace or something like that. They can actually come on and affect the game and look Hudson Adoy has proved that he can come on and affect games for Chelsea. All right, he's not started a Premier League game yet, but you know, if you're 80 odd minutes into a game and you're 1-1 and you're just looking for someone to have a bit of a run at a fullback and ask some questions. You put him in all day long. If you're if you're in the similar position and you've only got James Madison on the bench, who's the player that you decided to call up to replace the those that have dropped out? You're, you're thinking, all right, yeah, he might find a pass that might unlock defenses, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna worry them as much as somebody like Hudson or would. He's a real impact player at the moment. Um, bright future, very bright future, of course, uh, and. Quite rightly, not selected in the initial England squad because it's his first call-up for the England under-21s. But when you're looking at who is currently in the England camp, away training already with with England, albeit under-21s, he was the the best pick for me. I think um, with Madison, it,
1: I, I would like to know behind the scenes what, what the deal is with the, the whole 60 minutes. Whether there is something... Because he had that injury a few years ago... Whether there is literally a physical thing where he actually can't complete 90 minutes because of that, I don't know. This is just me thinking off the top of my head, so it's going to be all nonsense. But whether there's that, whether they're just tiptoeing with him because of it, whether he just tries so hard that he just burns himself out, I don't think that's the case. No slight on him. It'll be interesting when we do our end-of-year review, when we go in player-to-player, how they've done. Madison will divide many. He's going to be a crowd favourite because of the style of player that he is. Um, because uh, people are going to like him of a certain age. Because he's, you know, he loves the old Instagram and this that and the other way he looks and all that sort of thing. But um, for me, I think there's been flashes of of real top talent. He's got the technique, he's got the ability, and he seems like a decent lad. So there's three things. First of all, that are huge ticks next to his name Um, it's his first season so you can let him off a lot but he has gone wanting in many games and in massive parts of games as well Uh, overall you know you'd, you'd still I would still only say an average season really for the talent that he is and I would look forward to seeing him next year. I, I think he's going to be a very good player and I'm delighted he's a Leicester player but uh, there has been huge parts of the season for me, maybe just being a bit overcritical but I think he has been found wanting on a number of occasions. So I think international football for, is just out of the question at the moment. Hudson-Odoi I, I, I think could be a, a brilliant player. Bayern Munich offering £35 million for <laughs> For him, it speaks volumes, and and they've got no fear now, have they? These young players. That you look at someone like Jordan Sancho in the England squad, England team now. Really, obviously, over it's in Germany, it's at Dortmund, and 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 all these young lads, they they just don't have fear, and they've come into a, a setup now with with Captain Kane and and, and Southgate and all that happened in the World Cup. It's it, it's a great setup, and. Uh, and 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 all all the best to him. I hope they do really well. And and, and I I completely echo your thoughts regarding <laughs> regarding uh, Danny Rose. Oh my god! I mean, you wouldn't have him in the in your team in the Premier League, would you? Really? He's he's a good attacking fullback, but you would not go any further than that. You would not have him ahead of Chilwell. And I'm basing this on Chilwell's performances for England mainly as well. Because um, again, you'd have people listening to this who are Leicester fans may be seeing week in, week out and know some of his limitations but in an England shirt you can say Ben Chilwell has done absolutely nothing wrong he's done very well but um, you would not have Rose a- a- ahead of him and-, and-, and Luke Shaw I think Luke Shaw has come on an awful lot in the last year or so But uh, and and this is massively uh, pot calling the kettle black massively but he could do with uh, losing a, a still a stone really do you know what I mean but uh <laughs> and if he does then he can <laughs> he can email me and tell me how he's done it but um anyway so that's england we we'll look forward to those games who they're playing where they're playing what they're playing in no idea but
0: we'll find out because it'll be on tv in you know, the lobby and there's and a you know, game on it. friday are they are they really i don't know yeah no, don't a know. game on friday but i can't remember who it's against it's, it's, yeah against it's against so
1: someone romantic. someone from Europe someone from Eastern Bloc probably I think it's the Cher- Czech Republic anyway whatever whatever he knows
0: yeah um, Cher- Czech Republic rings a bell yeah can't you can't you tell we prep this podcast eh? <laughs> so much. I've got Sky Sports <laughs> news on at the moment I'm watching Harry Kane uh,
1: talk and this that and the other and, and they're taking penalties and whatever anyway um, but the rest of the players are going to go over to Thailand because it's the uh, cremation of Vishay. It's the, um it's been in Lining State for what, 100 days or, or, or something or other and uh, and the team's going there Brendan Rogers said uh uh, the other day in an interview regarding when he signed he says that uh, he obviously he was made aware of it and it's a thing that uh, was always going to happen i think it's a good thing and again it's um i, I listening to the radio the other day and uh, and the words closure were used but it was used and then basically backtracked upon by saying oh no no i don't mean closure i i agree with it being closure because you have funerals where they went over in the immediate impact where it was all still very raw and it still will be when they go but it will be a new manager with a team who are not including players who are playing international football so there might be a lot of the under 23s there so a young team going with a chairman who yes he's going to the cremation of his father but also if we're just talking Leicester City standards or Leicester City um, at the moment, he is the chairman of the football club now who's made a massive decision in terms of um, the manager being sacked and then the manager coming in and what's being promised in the summer. Um, It seems like an awful lot of water has gone under the bridge since they've last been to Thailand, and that was only 100 days ago. And obviously, you know, with the greatest respect to what's happened, you know, I'm, I'm literally talking from a, a Leicester City point of view, if you know what I mean. I'm not being disrespectful in any way, shape, or form, but um, it will be, uh, it's, as I said at the time regarding Top, and I had a conversation in the days before Puel's sacking that um, I never once questioned whether top would take the club on and take the club forward as chairman but then a few people started to mention it to me i wouldn't you know well we don't know until the summer or what's going on at leicester with the chairmanship and this and that. and I, I must admit it did cross my mind on a couple of occasions then the news regarding Powell came out and i said well there you go there's there's top's stamp on the club that's him that's his decision he's obviously thought about it long and hard and he's had a lot of people helping him with that but that is his decision And uh, and they go over for what the final part of uh, of uh, of the funeral of uh, former chairman Vishai, and uh, and it will be chance for Rogers as well to understand. And I'm sure from afar he would have seen a what happened a few months ago, but also what Vishai has done at the club. And I think it will just help him embed more into the club and into the the history, the recent history of the club.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say myself. The the opportunity, look, oh, no, it's not. Um, it's not like an opportunity that's been created directly to bring Brendan Rodgers closer into the Leicester City fold. It just so happens that it that it linked that it's timed like this, where Rodgers has got his feet under the table, He's taken a few training sessions. It is circumstantial, isn't it? But but it is a good um, circumstance, and I think. Uh, and I think, look, Vichai would have been extremely happy and proud of the way that Top handled things. He he went about things with real purpose. He said, look, this isn't working. There's a, a feeling of... Um, just a, just a bit of a lack of spirit around the, the, the supporters, certainly, and, and probably the players as well, to an extent, with, with results not going their way. So he's acted decisively. And then he's gone out and used our power in the footballing world that Vichai created from basically nothing to go out and pay... What is essentially a transfer fee for a manager, or right? They call it compensation these days. We've got an exceptionally good manager in that and at the helm for about nine million pounds, and it was all done within a few days. I think if 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 Top was ever going to start his tenure in a way that said, "Yes, Dad, I'm ready," that that was pretty much it. And and as you say, it'd be a chance. Now, uh, obviously, a lot of the senior players won't be able to make it. Um, I don't know whether they'll be released by their countries or not. Probably not. Um, but it will be a chance for Leicester City as a club to say the final official goodbye to of Vichar. I don't think, as a club, for the next few decades at the very least, he'll be um, forgotten about. Obviously, there's those huge pictures of him adorning the sides of the King Power as you as you walk up to it or as you drive past. Uh, in memory, there's uh, like a statue I, and stuff. I and really look, like it. We, should, we shouldn't forget him. He's made a massive, 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 un, unimaginable contribution to the football club, to the city, to the people. Um, and it will be just sort of one final chance to say goodbye officially uh, for us then to hold him in high regard as an everlasting part of the club. I I I really like it sorry for
1: watching it but I, it's um it's it's a sort of thing where if you walked up to a a club to a stadium that wasn't Leicester and you see that sort of thing you might look and go hmm, I'm not I'm entirely sure about you know a giant image outside but especially on the back of the north stand so if you walk in along a way you know you can see the but, but I I look at it and the first thing i do i smile you know you look at it and and you and you remember Winning the league, you remember the Champions League. You remember winning the championship. You remember everything, and 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 just from that one picture, it's 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 really it's really good. And and you and you will do when they eventually redevelop the ground and they put the statues in this that and the other. It will be very very poignant to see all those messages and 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 and, and the statues etc. It 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 will be it will be it will be good to remember and uh, and yeah i don't think there's any um i don't think there's any coincidence that's the news of Wes Morgan's uh, one year deal being done the day before they leave to go to Thailand I think that's uh, they wanted it done and dusted Rogers said that he wanted it done and dusted and I don't think there's even any changes to anything I think it's just another year Wes yeah go on in and then we'll talk about it at the end of next season but we'll see what happens so that's all done and dusty he's gonna go out there as the Leicester City captain which he will be next season uh, representing the club along with the likes of Vardy um, and then all the other players who will be going out there, and uh, and we'll see all the pitches, and we'll see the happenings, and, and what's going on. When's when is our next game? Again, I have got no idea. Is it the week after?
0: Yeah, isn't it the thirtieth? Yeah. Hang on. Two seconds. Yeah,
1: have a look to see. We are doing a Leicester City podcast, Rob. We are. <laughs> I'm. I'm not going to say we're the biggest podcast in the world. I'm not going to say we are the best podcast in the world. Which of course? <laughs> We clearly are, and if you think so, leave a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, as it formerly was known, um, and it will go greatly towards helping the podcast. But you can obviously write what you want, um, anyway. But on the back of all that, we do not know who Leicester are playing next. That was the uh, that's my filling for you to type in Leicester City fixtures. I've on done it. I've got it. I got it.
0: I-, I was right. 30th of March. Um home against Bournemouth That's what I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew it was the 30th because I can't make it because I've got the netball you see I, d- I, d- I had something in the back of my mind that told me that So, but look we said, I said um, when um, I think Puel was just about still in charge actually a couple of podcasts ago I said look the current run of um, fixtures represents a real opportunity for us to go and win five or six games maybe even in a row and alright we started with the defeat against Watford um, but then we've beaten Fulham We've beaten Burnley. Then we've got Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, West Ham, right? Two teams near the bottom in Newcastle and Huddersfield. Two teams very much in the middle pack like us in Bournemouth and West Ham. All four of those winnable games, there's six on the bounce for you. And look, spirit around Leicester is great at the moment. We're very positive about the Rodgers era uh, and the little bits of his stamp that we've seen already – if he goes and wins three out of those the, those next four games, we'll be absolutely bouncing into the end of the season and there'll be a lot of optimism around the summer, even more so than there already will be. So we've got Bournemouth at home. Yeah, then Huddersfield three, away. Three points. Huddersfield away, three points. Yeah, then Newcastle at home on Friday the 12th of April at nice. eight o'clock. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say a very narrow three points. Yeah, and then the following Saturday we're away at West Ham, which I think is the most difficult of those four. Yeah, but they're gettable, aren't they? They were they,
1: they just beat um, Huddersfield the other day. And we've got half-decent record at the London Stadium, so I'm going to go with three points.
0: Yeah, so there you go. That's six wins in a row, if your predictions are correct. <laughs> well, to be fair, that would be yeah six
1: on the bounce. And that seventh place is also still kind of hovering there with Wolves. And West Ham really is, obviously yeah. ahead of us. We do have those three really hard games at the end of the season. I'm and and I've specifically not mentioned the Europe word because there's no point really. We if we do win the next three to four games on the bounce, then we will then start to look at 7th place and the possibility and also who wins the Europa League and if they finish in the top 4, what's the permutations then on us finishing maybe 8th and how many yellow cards we've had and all that sort of thing. I don't think there's any point at the moment. It's nice to get excited about and I would love to get into Europe in any way, shape or form, even if we have to go to outer Kazakhstan in later May (laughs) to qualify, I'll be there, it'll be great. But uh, we'll cross that hurdle uh, when we approach it. Um, Finally, uh, and this is another thing as well that we don't really do and we're not going to until we get to the very latter part of the season, just in terms of a number of players being linked with Leicester. And this is all complete nonsense, and there's going to be so many people linked with Leicester. It's going to be unbelievable this summer. Um, and 99.9% of them will be completely wrong. But um, just a word on on this Rangers centre-forward who's been mentioned. Um, knows how to score a goal. Morales, the uh, centre-forward, knows how to score a goal. Scored nearly 30 league goals, and will score, obviously, plenty more goals this season so it's going to score what mid-30s say um fairly young as well so ticks that box um how many times he's been sent off what four or five times this season he's been booked about 20 times and i'm not joking here this is a this is this is actually what's happened go on the rangers website go on the internet and find this out this guy first of all he can score goals. Now, people will say, yes, that's in Scotland. I could score a goal. Not being funny. I could score a goal in Scotland. But this guy looks a real talent. And it's, it's an interesting one. When it when it popped up as a link, I looked at it and went, do you know what? I would like that. But the guy's obviously completely insane.
0: Yeah. I was going to use the the term loose cannon But I don't. I don't think that'd quite do him justice. No, he's not.
1: No, no, no. There's no. There's no loose cannon about it. This
0: cannon is going off left, right, and centre. Right. I've (laughs) just got up his stats, okay, for this season, and you are talking seventeen yellow cards. Woo! Four red cards. (laughs) Uh, 29 29 goals. Right. Well, hang All right. Hang on. You look at... You, you, that's 29 goals in 45 games this season, which is a phenomenal record. Yes, it's Scotland. Yes, he can score goals. But look, if that kind of player comes to Leicester City, he risks ruining everything. He is genuinely... Look, If if somebody can go and get booked that many times, he's got to be a massive pain in the arse. And he's going to be one of those players that's a pain in the ass for you, whether you're on his team or not. And I really think we need to be looking at squad harmony. We've got a few clicks in the squad still, but on the whole, I think it's a very good positive group. And Rodgers and Colo Torre and, and the rest of the coaching team uh, will make sure that that knits together. You bring in somebody like that, <laughs> and you risk him annoying absolutely everybody to the point where it would probably get to the point where somebody wouldn't pass to him to square it for an open goal to score for the team that they despised him that much. He can carry on scoring goals for whoever he likes, but I I can't can't get behind. Oh. And I know it's only a rumor, but I can't get behind having somebody like that. At the Leicester. thing is,
1: it's set. I mean, four yellow, four red cards is bad. Seventeen yellow cards. Imagine he walks out onto the field in a shirt and a blue Leicester shirt. Imagine their their hard man or their centre half are gonna be like, just kick, just stand on his foot. He's he, he's gonna go off. He's he's going to go off. He's go off every single game. But uh, I don't know. It was just something that I I I saw it and 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 I I basically drove back for two hours from work and thought about it the whole way, thinking that would be possibly brilliant, but pretty much. Yeah, bonkers. But I love the idea of the fact that it ruins the <laughs> it ruins everything. I always say the Roy End Essendoa goal for Wickham against Leicester in the FA Cup quarterfinals at Filbert at Street ruined the club. That sent the club into administration. Granted, administration was about three years later, but that started the the biggest downward spiral a club could ever go to go through. And um and it was all through that header. <laughs> Imagine if in five years' time we look back at the signing of Morales from from Rangers, one that I predicted on the podcast. And in five years' time, King Power were no longer owners of Leicester and we were 14th in the championship.
0: <laughs> but Honestly, I'm just looking at his stats from the season before just to see what he was like in Finland. He played for Helsinki, right? Uh, and I'm just looking. He oh, wait, went... wait, don't
1: tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Right, we'll go with red cards. Okay, how many games?
0: Uh, are we talking the whole of last season? Yes. If if you count his games in Finland as well. Okay, I'm going for... Uh, he's played He played 55 times. Oh my
1: God. I'm going to go for only two red cards.
0: No, he got zero red cards See? last season. Well, it's that's Scotland for... Okay, yellow cards, five. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, the brilliant thing is he didn't get a single booking in his three, six, nine, 12 games in Finland before he joined Rangers. And then it took him, he played three games for Rangers without scoring or getting booked. And then he bagged two in a 6-0 win against Dunfermline and got a yellow card. There you go. He might. I mean, we could be getting this all wrong.
1: A he could be a brilliant footballer, and he just celebrates by taking his shirt off. That's all he does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? Well, Rogers will know all about him, so I would trust Brendan Rogers' judgment on that. <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway, we better uh, we better call it a wrap because we're talking complete nonsense now. Anyway, that's it for the podcast. Again, uh, I did mention earlier, like in jest, regarding the uh, um, giving stars out on. Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever you like to call it, uh, but but please do. A number of people have over the the, the years. Now we've done this, but uh, it's well worth giving it a push. Uh, give us as many stars as you like, and you can leave a little description. You can say that you know bunch of idiots, one star, don't know what they're talking about, but I still listen every week. That could easily happen. But yeah, give us a rating, and uh, and uh, it just it just helps towards the podcast it puts up the ratings and also um we can go on it and see what's what uh the usual uh at ffs pod when it comes to twitter you can search for us on facebook just search for for fox 8 podcast and we are on there give us a like and you get all the updates this that and t'other so that's it for this week uh we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks time because the obviously bournemouth game is on what a week on saturday so we've got quite a bit of time before then rob are you going to the game
0: no, I just told you I'm going to I'm going to the Lightning netball. Which, by the way, no way if anybody saw that on Sky last night, was ridiculous. One, one of the better. Right, okay. I've been to a lot of Leicester games. Uh, I've been there on Champions League nights. Uh, I've commentated at Wembley. Last night at the Loughborough Lightning to win by a goal in the final four seconds against Wasps' arch enemies. One of the best sporting atmospheres I've ever witnessed. Genuinely. So, I'm going to be down there again for the netball. Plus, I'm getting paid to be there, so, you know, I've kind of got to go. Do you know what I was doing? What last night? I was looking at
1: Morales' yellow cards on Twitter. <laughs>